Hi, hello, welcome to Full Seam Ahead. Um, yeah, the Astros just lost Game One of the World Series, and it was one of the worst losses I I think I've ever seen at that level. Not a lot of energy up in here tonight. We're like you probably not very happy with the outcome of this game, but we're gonna break it down anyway. It's Game One of the World Series. Just didn't go the way we wanted it to. And we'll get into the nitty-gritty details. We'll get into the frustration. But you really couldn't have asked for a better start to this game. All said and told, all the storylines coming into this game, Astros 0-4 in the World Series. Justin Verlander has dozen World Series win, his record in the playoffs. And in the first three innings, it looked like those curses were broken. Verlander's control on his fastball was great. The home plate umpire was not doing him any favor, especially on those curveballs, but he looked fine. Kyle Tucker, Martin Maldonado. Tucker goes deep twice. Maldi has a huge RBI. The Astros jump out to this 5-0 lead in the bottom of the third. And then it just kind of all it just kind of all went to shit from there. And Lorenzo, I don't I don't think one word is enough from this game. I think if I'm picking one word, it's pathetic. It was like I said, it's one of the worst losses I, I could have imagined. Nothing went the Astros way. And yeah, they're down one nothing. Or yeah, they're down oh nothing. Jesus. They're down oh one in the World Series. I can't even talk. I'm so just brain melted, but go for it. Your turn. Yeah, I mean disappointment embarrassing just shittiest game i've ever seen him played five run i mean five runs in the third or fourth inning and we can't hold a five run fucking lead we can't even hold we can't even score after five runs in that third or fourth inning do not score after third inning my gosh i mean Credit to credit to Kyle Tucker, credit to Martin Maldonado, Chaz McCormick, Yuli Gurriel. Them are the only guys I'm crediting this game. Yeah. Everybody else, I mean, just flat out fucking embarrassing. How the hell do you lose a game? Five, you have you're winning five fucking zero. You're winning five zero. JV is great. Exactly. You're making Nola pitch a shitload of pitches. I broke down the pitches again. Nola had 18 in the first. JV had 16 in the first. Second inning, Nola had 19. JV, 8. Third inning, 27 on Nola. JV, 13. Nola had 64 pitches through the three innings. Fourth inning, went to 12. And then went, it just went opposite after that. JV had 30. The fifth inning, Nola only pitches five, gets pulled in four and a third. And JV goes five with 23 pitches and ends the game with 90 pitches while Nola has 81. I understand everybody wants JV out in the fourth inning or in the fifth inning. However, you can't put all that, you know, of course, the World Series record that he has is dog shit. The ERA he has is dog shit. What he was doing in like in the fourth or third inning was dog shit. But at the same time, too, that's your ace. I mean, you gotta roll with him. 
If, if it was a different outcome, if the fifth inning, he didn't give up no runs, y'all would be praising him. Y'all would be praising him. Y'all would be saying, oh, okay, three runs. He'll probably go in the sixth inning and wouldn't face the tougher part of the lineup. And then he could have got out of that and then went to seven to the bullpen. Yeah. But, you know, it happens. It's baseball. Um, <sighs> disappointing. I mean, that's 3-0 count from Diaz, and you're swinging out of your ass on a 3-1 curveball. And then the next pitch, you roll over to third with your runners in scoring position. Flat out fucking dog shit. Alvarez had a 2-1 count and took a fastball down the middle. Mancini had a 2-0 count, took another fastball down the middle. We are not aggressive. I love the patience at the plate, but when you're in these hitters counts of 3-1, 2-0, 2-1, you got to take advantage. You're either sitting on something that you're going to take the you're going to either pull up the middle or other way or if it's outside the strike zone, you're going to take a walk. Flat out dog shit fucking game from this team. Yes, credit like I said, credit to Tucker in the bottom half of the uh, lineup. But I mean, it was a flat out just horrific game to just look at throughout the whole um, Fox podcast. Yeah, and and you know, like things could have been so different. You can sit here and shoulda, coulda, woulda forever. But I mean, Verlander gets that that comeback for comebacker from Romuto in the in the fourth, hits his glove in his glove, drops it. Can't make the throw to first. I mean, that was a double play. And that was the end of the inning. Um, with, with no run scored, no damage done. And this is a very different ball game. Um, but you know, that's baseball, I guess. I I mean, it felt like the Astros got no breaks tonight, but you know, I don't think they deserved them. They didn't they didn't capitalize when they could have or should have um to do so. I thought Alvarez, his defense in left field wasn't great. I don't really know what difference it would have made. It, w- it would have made, but every time there were, I think two doubles hit to him in the fourth and the fifth, uh, and he yeah. just looked just played him so slow and you know shitty angles. Um, again, I don't, I don't, I don't think any of them, even with a great play, he would have been able to change the outcome. But that makes me nervous. I guess I, I don't know. But the, I mean that 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 comebacker from Real Muto in, in the fourth rattled JV and, and like he hadn't been pitching well before that. Um he'd given up the single he'd given the single to Reese Hoskins. He got a he got a fly out from Schwarber. But you could tell his command was slipping. And after that comebacker a single to Harper, single to Castellanos, double from Alec Bohm, bomb, whatever. Then a like 30 pitch walk to Bryson stop before he gets Segura to out to in the inning. But I mean, yeah, like I don't think that pulling JV there was really an option. Again, you know, five three, it's not great. You don't love it, but you got to trust your ace to come back and and face the number nine hitter to start the inning off. And Brandon Marsh doubles to start off the fifth. I, it's hard. It's hard to look at this game and take any kind of silver lining. And we're not ready for that yet. We'll get there, I guess. But the bulk, the bullpen did okay. Obviously, they didn't give up any runs mm-hmm. until the tenth. Did its job. Um, the bullpen did its job. But I mean, the bats scoring five runs in the first three innings and then not scoring again the re- for seven more innings—that's abysmal. You just can't do that. 
And I mean, how many times, Lorenzo, how, how many times have we seen this offense do this exact same damn thing this year? They have a hot start, a leadoff home run exactly. from Altuve. They scored three runs in the second, and then they just disappear. We talked about on Thursday's episode that one of the keys to this series, one of mine, was put the pressure on Philadelphia early and then keep it on their necks. They did mm-hmm. the first part. They put the pressure up there. Five runs off their ace, that's huge. That's big time. That's awesome. That's great. But it's like after that, the bats just had – there was no urgency. Like you said, they were taking hittable pitches, putting together some awful at-bats, and it, it it came back to bite them. I mean, they didn't, they didn't cross home plate again. They had opportunities – in the bottom of the ninth and in the bottom of the tenth, where they could have got something done, um, you know, bottom of the ninth with two outs, you get that little bloop from from Altuve, which you know it's great you take it, and then Pena almost has one himself, um, going going to right field, but Nick Castellanos somehow the worst right, literally the worst right fielder in <laughs> all of baseball by defensive run save. He's like negative 30 defensive run save or something, something absurd um, last place. And then he comes in and, and makes a fantastic catch, sliding catch um, to end the inning. But I think the biggest mistake, if, if anybody wants to criticize Dusty, you can't criticize the pulling JV. I, like I said, I think that no. you got to ride with that. Mm-hmm. That's just, that's the way it works. And especially like, think about it in that moment, it was a five, three ball game. It's game one. It's the fifth inning. Getting him out, if he can get out of that, and we can get him and maybe even another inning out of him and reduce the bullpen usage, like that said, that's, that pays huge dividends in games three and four and five. But I think the decision in the 10th inning to go with Luis Garcia over Ryan Stanek was really Stupid. bad. And I think I, I think Dusty has done such a, a I think he's done a great job so far this postseason. He has have made the right calls every step of the way. He's made the timely calls. He has avoided overmanagement. Um, but that call to go to Garcia in the tenth was was tough. And you know I, I I've said before I I didn't even know if Garcia would make the roster simply because of his struggles his struggles in the first few batters that he faces that that's yeah. his you know his his first three innings are his worst three innings by far and his first inning is his worst inning by far and that makes him li- a liability out of the bullpen and granted he showed out in Seattle he was fantastic awesome love that for him love that for us but i i don't love that decision there stanick's been underused i mean this guy set the the single season ERA record out of the bullpen for the Astros. <laughs> he gets guys out. <laughs> he just, he gets guys out. And I don't know how you don't bring him in there to face Romuto, Harper, and Castellanos. Like, three dangerous guys. I don't know. I, I, it's frustrating. And then, obviously, once Romuto hits that home run, things change. You have a little hope coming into the 10th. But it didn't It didn't last long. Um Alvarez, like you mentioned, with a terrible strikeout. Um, Bregman had a double off the Crawford boxes. And that's a good thing, I guess. I'll put that feather in my cap. Tucker strikes out. Yuli draws a walk. And then the aforementioned um, 
at bat from Diaz. I mean, talk to me about that that AB from Diaz more. Like, what do you – it was bad. It was bad on all levels. It's just so frustrating. Yeah, so like what, two – he had a 2-0 count, and actually that two – um, that second ball, it actually hit him. It but, hit him. No, but I swear we, to we God, talked it hit about him. It. Yeah, we talked about it. Um, you know, his jersey moves just a little, and you know, you have two challenges. I don't know why Diaz never kind of made an attempt to Dusty. Hey, you know, kind of, you know, check on it, look at replay, do something, like figure it out. You got two challenges you could use that you you haven't used throughout the whole game. Um, you know, so that could have came and bit us in the ass 3-0 you take the, you lean into that pitch that obviously would have been a ball but you leaned in to make it look like it really hit you and um you know obviously the blue call 3-0 count 3-0 count Yuli drew a three straight ball walk Diaz Three straight balls again. You have six straight balls. This guy has not yeah. thrown a strike. He has struggled with the command of the fastball and the curveball. And you help him. You literally gave him the hoe at bat after swinging that stupid 3-0 count curveball and chased. And it would have been a ball, too, if you wouldn't have yep. chased. Next thing you know, 3-1, Robertson comes back with the curveball again. He's like, okay, he swung at that one. Let me do it again. I got nothing to lose because I got Chaz McCormick on deck, the eight-hitter in the Astros lineup. Does it again. Grounds out, ball game. You got to have a better approach. You have to have a better approach than swinging at a 3-0 curveball. 3-0 fastball, by all means, that's cool. Curveball, on the other hand, and if it's a hanger, then it's a different story. Obviously, that wasn't a hanger. That was literally a ball. But, I mean, just preaching to the choir throughout this whole series, I mean, throughout this whole game, uh, like you said, Stanek, why the, why the fuck are we using Garcia so early? Stanek is your best. You use Stanek so much throughout the regular season in high-leverage situations. That was yep. your seven-inning pitcher, either your sixth-inning, seventh-inning, or your setup man in the regular season. And then and all like, of a sudden, and all of a sudden, you take him away from the postseason, which I don't understand why we're taking that arm away. He has the lowest ERA in franchise history, and we are not pitching him to the three toughest hitters in Real Muto, one of the best hitting catchers in the league. Bryce Harper, the NLCS MVP that has an 11-game hitting streak now and is hitting over 400 in the damn postseason. And then Castellanos, do not sleep on his bat. He can make you work, and he yep. can make you pay on a mistake. Why the fuck are you using Garcia? Stanek should be the man. And, it, it I mean, I know I came from the bat to the pitching, but, I mean, it, it, you have to – you have to break down these crucial moments in this game, especially the World Series, when your season is on the line. This is this is your break to be called a so what dynasty, which I really don't even frankly care about talking right now. 
It is talking yeah. about finally winning a World Series win without hearing the bullshit of having the 2017 World Series title tainted because of everybody thinking we were the only ones cheated. So it is a frustrating situation for an Astros fan to talk about, especially game one of the World Series, when we had everything handed to us and we just basically handed it back to Philly. Yeah, it, it was rough. Giving Philly that game is is difficult. Uh, the the one thing, obviously, that we said the Astros cannot do is go zero and two at home. Um, you know this this Nola Wheeler combo. You obviously you want to win them both. You're happy to to split it, I guess, if if that's what it comes to. But it, I th- I really think it's the way that it happened. You know, if if it was a if it was a game that. The Astros had been up two nothing, and then the Phillies take a three two lead, and then we take a five three lead, and then the Phillies put it on us and and seven eight nine and win seven five. Like, I'm not feeling as miserable, but blowing that blowing that five run lead is tough because, like, you, if you follow baseball, you know that there are. <laughs> I can sound like spiritual here, but there are forces that move this game. Like this game is affected by luck. This game is yeah. affected by momentum. This game is very heavily influenced by things, if you believe in them, like destiny and fate. And, like, all that shit ties in. It really does. It truly does. And when you lose like that and you let a team win like that, you leave part of your yourself on the field and, and, and that other team picks up part of it. And the importance for the Astros in Game 2 – of winning cannot be understated. Um, and you can say like, oh, well, they, they could still lose and win the series. Sure, technically. But to me, game two is a must win. I I, I think you could already say has to be. That, the, that the Astros are in serious trouble here. Um, because if they go down 0-2 going to Philly, it, it's hard to envision. And look, I'm the optimist here. I was the one. I felt so confident coming into this series. Yeah, I, I really did. And... After tonight, like just watching those at bats from the top of the lineup, it, it, it's tough. But winning tomorrow is paramount. We'll 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 get into that. I'm gonna read some of y'all's uh, y'all's therapy tweets that y'all sent in. We we put a tweet out said air it out. Uh, our boy Rios says send Verlander walking back to eight mile, not built for the fall <laughs> classic. Uh, and honestly, it's hard to argue there. Verlander became yeah. the worst pitcher in World Series history. With a minimum of thirty innings pitched, he had a he has a six point oh seven ERA in the World Series. Uh, so that's tough. Uh, Daniel Carriel says Dusty had it wrong. Verlander continues to struggle in the postseason. Mancini is a black hole in the offense. Altuve needs to move down from the lineup. Did I mention Mancini is a black <laughs> hole in the offense? Jordan needs to step it up if we want to win this series. Man, I I think that's a lot of these things. I again, we we've said it. We're not. We don't have to go back into it. I don't think Verlander getting pulled was the right move. And anybody saying that Verlander shouldn't have started this game, shut up. Like he's your ace. Like, like you were saying. Like you, you cannot have to throw your ace. You have the, to. The past. The past does not dictate the present. Um, you got to throw your your guy out there. Your your Cy Young winner. Um, but yeah, Mancini is a black hole. I think it's done. Oh I think gosh. the experiment's over. He is now thirteen. He is thirteen for his last one hundred and one. At bats, it's horrible man. One for his last thirty. 
I, I regardless, I mean, obviously Diaz has put together some shitty at bats. I don't know if you go with Hensley. I don't know if you go with Diaz. Shit, I put freaking Mauricio out there. I don't Until care. Braun, yeah, at this point, I, you might as well leave him. I mean, I, you might as well put him. I mean, I, I really don't know what difference it makes. Just put maybe try something different. Uh, but Mancini, I it's over. Here, so here's my here's my theory on Mancini. I, I wonder. You hear a lot about. What sets the Astros apart is their preparation, that these guys prepare like nobody else, That, that regardless of the results, whatever. That's the, the consistent thing you've heard out of this uh, from former players, from players that get traded here, from the pitchers, from everybody. The prep work for this Astros team is key. They're, they've been on the cutting edge of analytics the whole way through, and I wonder, I, I, I wonder if... Mancini's pregame meetings, routines, whatever, if he is getting so bogged down with data that he's forgetting how to hit. Because, I mean, you said it. Like, his that last at-bat tonight, he just sat there and and looked like he was completely lost. And it makes you wonder if he's sitting there and he's so focused on trying to remember that stat sheet of where this pitcher likes to throw what. that You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm stabbing in the dark here. But I, he looks like a guy whose head is just in the wrong place. Like he's not focused on the simple mechanics of hitting a ball with a stick. And I, I mean, exactly. I, I would, I, you, I mean, his at bats really haven't even been competitive in weeks. Mm-mm. Nope. Like I said, I mean, he had a two zero count. He took a fastball inside right down the middle. You usually take a two zero count with a fastball right there like a beach volleyball, and you take that shit to the Crawford boxes. You pull the ball. Like, it, it's – I've been I, I big mean, on Mancini throughout this whole postseason. I've been wanting him to be successful. But it's like at this – like you said, the experiment's done. I, I After this, his last at-bat, for example, too, three pitches were in the outside. I believe there were sliders – they were off-speeds. They were either sliders or curveballs, and he swung on all three of them. It looked like a shitty-ass approach. That looked like a triple-A at bat. You know, I love Mancini and everything. He is a great guy and great guy for the clubhouse as well. Um, I mean, man, it's just it's it's frustrating as a fan to see because you want him to be successful, but at the same time, too, when he's putting at bat like that, it just flat-out just like, okay, you're not helping this team. You need to be on the bench automatically. Like, Yeah. And it sure doesn't help with Sir Anthony Dominguez fed him slider, cutter, slider, all three off the yeah. plate. Yeah. And all, all three swing strikes. I mean, it, it's just and, and he falls behind he falls behind 0 and 2 on the count faster and more often than anybody I've ever seen. Yeah. Like he, he is mean, forever in a pitcher's count. And it, it's just they're bad ABs, and I, I don't know where else you go with him. You gotta bench him. And I I don't see I mean, he had moments today that that strikeout was a now or never moment. That that was it. Yeah. That was the best yeah. moment you're gonna have. You get a hit there, and, and you're a legend. You you know, we, we <laughs> he gets yeah. a hit there, scores a run or two, like everything is forgiven. Moves the runner, back in good something. Yeah, something. Um, but no, putting it together I mean, in a bat and that bat that bad in a critical situation, you just can't do it. And we, I mean, I've talked about it. I mean, at this point. Give David Hensley a shot, man. Because yeah, that's actually Diaz, without that's the with next Diaz, tweet. Yeah, that's with the next Diaz tweet doing from that. Eric. Go ahead. 
Eric said, can't excuse starting Mancini again in the series. Also, I'm going to need a David Hensley sighting. So, yeah. I mean, you have to. I mean, Diaz, that was probably the worst AB I've even seen him in the Astros uniform. Honestly, 3-0 count. Like, I mean, I'm not even going to repeat myself. It was just a shitty ass at bat. But, I mean, the seven hole has been zero. A goose egg for this whole postseason, including yesterday's game in game one. David Hensley can make it either worse or he can make an at bat out of it and try to do something. Either he literally it can't walk. make it worse. He literally can't make it worse. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. it's like you saw his first two at bats in the postseason, and there were clutch moments in each game. It's like I understand he's a rookie. I understand he's coming from Triple A. But at the same time, too, if it, if it's not going to be Hensley, bring in Dubon. Like at this moment, I don't care who. And I, you know, I, I, me and off air, I'd say, you know, I, I was talking to you, and I was like, you know what, bring in Vasquez at this time. I understand the catcher situation too. If we need a catcher to come in, you know, Vasquez is it. But you know, I was looking too back with uh, other teams. Danny Jansen was the DH with. Toronto and Toronto only carried two catchers in him and Alejandro Kirk. The other one being the biggest one for the Dodgers was Will Smith and Austin Barnes, and they only carried two catchers. So it's kind of like at this point, I don't even know like who to put. It's either going to be Hensley, it's either going to be it could either be Dubon, it could be either Vasquez, but we all know the situation with the catcher's role because, like today, for instance, not today, yesterday, for instance. Uh, Maldonado got pitch hit for Vasquez, and then Vasquez came in. It, it just sucks. It, it, I mean, you can't put Yanier or Corey Lee at that you know moment. Obviously, rosters are already set, so you can't do nothing about that. But it, it just it's it's very frustrating when you're you know when you traded for a guy to come, you know, in a situation like this, and hoping that he would make a big impact. You know, especially in the postseason, he just doesn't show up. It's just incredibly very frustrating to see. Yeah, it is no doubt, but I got a new game today and somehow I got to find a way to be positive. Our last tweet comes from Michael Barnes. Uh, he says, Verlander was expected to struggle, honestly. Realistically, we were bound to lose this game. Forever's going to be, at least Framber's going to be ready for game two. Let's get this series. I think that's the attitude that you just got to take. Uh, and I mean, <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, if you would have told, if you would have told me this mo yesterday morning, if you would have said the Astros are going to split the first two games of the World Series, I would have said, eh, not ideal, but I'll take it. It's not going to feel like that. Even, even, even if if we win tonight, it's going to feel like shitty. It's going to feel like we should be up two zero. Um, but I, again, must win, avoid at all costs going down to uh, O2. Um, that would be a disaster going back to going to Philly with them only needing to take two out of three there. Um, I, I understand too, at the same time too, if we lose O2, it's happened in 19 and we won three straight in Washington. I understand that, but you got to take away a win here at Minime Park. You cannot yeah. go to Philly. Philly hasn't lost a game over there. You know, of, of course, you know the situation with that. 
we were undefeated at home. They're undefeated at home. We lost at home. Maybe we could take a game over there, which I possibly could see. But Ranger Suarez has been pitching pretty good this postseason. Noah Senegard pitched, you know, not that bad. And game five, I don't know if they're going to go Nola or, you know, another bullpen game. It's going to be interesting what they're going to do from there. I think it just depends on the outcome of today's game to see what you could do. But, you know, we got to take a game game by game and you know, you're hoping for a split for today. You know, Zach Wheeler has been doing great this postseason and you're just there today. I mean, not today. Yesterday would have been a great game to take away, you know, get one win. If we would have beat Wheeler, if hopefully we do beat Wheeler today, you take two, but one game at a time. Yeah. And, and I, if you, you beat Wheeler today and it becomes a best of five series where it becomes the best of five road series that you have a substantial advantage, I would say, on pitching. Um, and that's like one upside of, of yesterday's game was we saw 20 pitches from F1. We did get to see Ranger Suarez, which makes the key race. I think they're probably going to throw him game four just out of security. And I guess it depends what happens today. Yeah. Um, we saw Sir Anthony Dominguez throw 24 pitches. David Robertson throw 25. If we can get to their bullpen today as well and, and, and kind of start – putting the presses on their bullpen going into yeah. games three and four, that would be huge. Um, but regardless, it, it's a must win today, seven o'clock at minute made. I mean, Framber on the mound versus Zach Wheeler. This is another great matchup. Uh, Framber's one and with the one, four, two ERA wheelers two and in the postseason with the two Oh three ERA. And, you know, not sure what to expect from Framber. You never really know. Um, <laughs> He's had two pretty solid outings uh, in in the postseason. Uh, His last outing against the Yankees, he went seven innings pitched, four hits, two runs. Neither of them were earned. If you remember, that was was the disaster PFP. PFP. Um, But he gave up no walks and and gave nine strikeouts. Uh, If we can get a performance like that from Framber, minus the error, the double error, uh, we're in in business. And and we'll be feeling a lot better this time tomorrow. but that's if you get that kind of performance. And I think the biggest number, the biggest number out of that that stat line is seven innings pitched. That's yeah. what we need from Framber more than anything. Keep it, and you know it's Framber. He he gives up runs sometimes. We we've said that a billion times. He's he might give you two or three earned runs. That's okay as long as he can go seven or at least six and some change would be nice. Uh, that's that's very big. You know they saw our bullpen tonight too. Yeah, that that was the downside. They they saw pretty much um, all all of our our guys there, and you know going into tonight's game, he, you need a, a long extended outing from Framber. Uh, he saw the Phillies in the, I guess it was the last game of the regular season. Yeah, uh, five innings pitch, two hits, no earned runs, one walk, ten strikeouts. He was going up against half of the lineup. I mean, I I don't think. I don't think Harper started. I don't think Romuto started. I I think Hoskins and I think I want to say Harper and Hoskins, but I know Hoskins did for sure. Yeah, I mean, regardless, like it's not he wasn't playing their lineup at, at full strength. Uh Schwarber, Hoskins, Romuto, Castiano, Segura, and then the rest guys that aren't on there. So I mean he's seen some of them. Half of the half of the lineup, I'm guessing. Yeah, he's so I don't know, and, and I think with with Framber, I mean, obviously being a lefty going against a pretty lefty heavy lineup, 
um, it, it is is not a bad thing to do either. Um, mm -mm. It's just a manner of a is he going to? And you know, here's here's the thing with Framber that I'm curious about. The his last two starts against the Mariners and the Yankees. He started off the game and he is tipping his curveball. Is it really? I don't know because I know I know not, Seattle he did. I know Seattle he did I because know they discussed Seattle that. he did. And then mm -hmm. against the Yankees, they did not swing at like 16 straight curveballs from him. Hmm. And he didn't he didn't generate he did not generate a swing and a miss on a curveball once for I think that streak was like 26 pitches. Uh he didn't get a swing wow. and a miss. So I something I don't know what's going. I mean, obviously, granted, he put up a good stat line and he got nine strikeouts, but that's going to be big if if there's something mechanical. Hopefully, they caught that in the days off. Uh, I saw someone saying that JV was tipping his slider uh, in game oh, one. I, I don't know. Um, I, that was just you know some random Twitter guy. Who knows if that's true? We'll probably we'll probably find out. Um. But anyway, yeah. So I mean, what what are your keys? What are you looking for from from Framber here? So with Framber, I mean, it's going to be simple. Zero walks equals a happy, a happy Framber. When he doesn't walk anybody, it's great. You know, I think, you know, we've been preaching that throughout the whole season. Walks kill. Yep. And this, this really, this whole postseason, he hasn't really walked that many batters. Obviously, you said, like he, uh, like he said in his other stat line with uh, the Yankees, he didn't walk anybody. And then with the Mariners, I'm trying to find that out right now. I think he only had one walk to the Mariners. I am checking real quick. Three walks to the Mariners, actually. So that was not the best. But PFPs, too, is going to be another big thing for me. I mean, pitchers are athletes. I really think they are. Um, If you get a ground ball to you, I mean, come on. You got to make the play. It's the World Series. Can't make a wild throw. Can't do that. So, yeah. I mean, them are the two biggest ones. And then my last one's going to be continue throwing that spinner. Keep mixing it up with the sinker, too. With him and throwing with him throwing that curveball slap, and then the sinker, I mean, that's a great combo to have. The only thing you can't do is throw any hangers. And then especially with those guys, you know, Harper and, and Schwarber being the lefties in that lineup, the hard power lefties, really, you just can't. And if you're going to do that, it better be with somebody not on base and just being a solo shot. So yeah, that's my keys to the game. You just no walks, take it easy when you're fielding uh, some ground balls, and just keep throwing those spinners. Make them chase. Have that high strikeout rate that he's been. He's really had a high strikeout rate this whole postseason. I mean, his first, well, the first outing wasn't that high, six strikeouts, but the second one was nine. So I'm looking, like I said, like the the World Series preview. I'm, I'm expecting a Framber zero earned runs inning. That will help our bullpen, like you said, if he could get to seven. And then plus, if we do win this game, that momentum takes off to uh, Philly, and I feel pretty better, like you said, too, than feeling right now. Yeah, I and mean, coming out of this game with a win will be huge, I think, especially, you know, if we can get if we can get a win today, have a travel day tomorrow. Um, yeah, Citizens Bank Park is going to be wild, but the Astros – they're undefeated on the road in the postseason, and we played better on the road this year, I think, than at home. I, I don't know their exact records, but I think so. Um, the Astros aren't going to be backed down by that hostile environment, but 
you still like again there's supernatural forces at play on the baseball diamond uh you don't want to give philly any more of an edge than they have and the task is going to be tall for the lineup we're going to need some of these guys to step up specifically i'm looking for jordan alvarez i'm not talking about you siri i'm looking for jordan alvarez to make his appearance Ever since that Seattle series, he's pretty much been absent. He had a couple of knocks yeah. uh, against the Yankees in Game Four, but he has really been quiet. Uh, he's not home home homered since then. I think he had yeah he had one RBI against the Yankees. Uh, he's got to come through. Bregman doubled last night. Tucker obviously had a great game last night. Yuli is hitting uh, like three ninety four for the postseason. Three ninety four. I saw earlier. Three ninety four. Yuli. Um, yeah, the top of the line has got to get it going. At this point, I don't know what the deal is with Altuve. I think he might be hurt. And I know you said maybe his that hamstring's bothering him again, uh, not elevating his leg as much as he should be. Regardless, whatever the deal is with him, he's got to get it going. Pena was one for five last night. He's proven that he's capable of stepping up in these big moments. I'm not super worried about him, but Alvarez, man, you got to show up, dude. You have got to come on. Yeah, real quick, one through four, one through four from Philly, six for seventeen. I mean, Schwarber went one for four with a walk. Hoskins one for five. He's the one that started that rally in um in the third inning when they scored them three runs. Not the third inning, the fourth inning. Romuto two for four with that clutch home run and that clutch uh two out RBI, not two out RBI, but I mean that RBI in the gap and left center, and then Harper two for four. I mean. He didn't even score an RBI this game, but he still made a presence. So they went six for 17. Our top four, Altuve one for five. That could have been an out. Pena one for five with that RBI, um, not RBI, but that double down the line in right. That was one of the best swings I've seen from him. Yeah, Jordan, Alvarez, nice. Jordan Alvarez, Jordan Alvarez over four with a walk and two strikeouts. Uh, Bregman one for four, obviously hitting that ball off the Crawford boxes for a double. But another thing. Combined one through four for the Astros, six strikeouts. Philly had five strikeouts. That is unprofessional hitting. I mean, that is – I mean, it starts up top. When Altuve goes, we said this and we preach this and we always say this all the time, this whole lineup goes. And I don't know, and hopefully, you know, he's not injured really bad because obviously we saw the wheels happen on that stolen base in the ninth inning, which could have changed the whole game. Well, it did change the whole game, but – I mean, I mean, I think it's Alvarez being the biggest one of them all. I don't know if he's not reading the ball correctly, if he's not seeing out of his hand, if it's mechanically in his swing. I mean, he hasn't been the same ever since coming from uh, that Seattle series. Obviously, he showed some life in that game four going two for four. And that was one of my keys for this series is for him to be back into that division series, Jordan. But you got to wa- hopefully he watched this game. And I mean, I'm hoping for a different outcome for today because that that is the key. That is the key player in this lineup, dude. I'm telling you, without him and that pat and that bat, it's just crucial. It's very crucial in this lineup. Yeah. And, and they've got their work cut out for them today against Zach Wheeler. Uh, Zach Wheeler is, is arguably just as much of an ace for the Phils as, as Aaron Nola is. Uh, he's he had great starts so far in the, in the postseason. Uh, in the wild card game, he went six and he, six and a third, two hits, no earned runs. 
In the NLDS game two, he went six innings pitched, four has three earned runs, which is, you know, not great, but uh, not bad. Obviously, uh, Phillies ended up oh, – they lost that one. Uh, NLCS, that one, yeah. NLCS game one, though, he went seven innings pitched, one hit, no earned runs, one walk, eight strikeouts. Uh, he's nasty. He He's nasty. Uh, he relies most heavily on his fastball, sitting around 96. He throws that around 41.9% of the time. Um, interesting, something to keep an eye on. He did, he has been experiencing a bit of a drop in velo. Um, and I know it was, in his last start, there was some concern from the Phillies uh, about that velo drop. Um, but, you know, that's just something to keep your eye on. He's usually sitting at around 96, 97. So if he starts if he starts throwing that in there first thing tomorrow and sitting ninety four, uh, ninety three, you gotta there's keep your eye on that. Uh, slider, point six percent sinker, seventeen percent curve change, pretty low. Um, it, it, it's a guy, and it's, this is the type of pitcher that hopefully can be an opportunity for the Astros. Obviously, not throwing um a lot of off speed. Get back in, get back, get back with it, guys. You know, take advantage, jump on that fastball. And Jose Altuve, if you're going to do it, man, you were one of the best fastball hitters in in, in baseball. Get it, bro. Yeah, you just can't be thinking in the box. I feel like that's what he's doing too much is thinking about that three for twenty something. You know, postseason record with like an eighty four seventy something batting average. I think I feel like he's really thinking about that when he goes up to the plate, I want to say, because he hasn't been the same. It could be a possibly injury, like I said, because they had talked about him not bringing that leg up whenever he hits. You know, he usually has that high leg kick, and it could be an interesting, you know, factor if he does have a hamstring problem because he has dealt with some hamstring inju- injuries, um, you know, in the past. But, I mean, Nola, too, he's had his differences in the regular season home. He's 6-3 for three with the 185 ERA with the opponent batting average of 188. And when he's away from the bank, he's 6-4 and four with the 384 ERA and opponent, and the, with opponent's batting average of 253. Um, gives up a lot of hits, too, as well when he's off from the Citizens Bank Park. Where, I mean, they got to figure out how to get into him. They did a pretty good job with Nola making him work, only going four in the third. He only threw 81 pitches and six, like I said, 64 and in three innings. They got to make no, uh, Wheeler work as well, which yeah. the splits between the right-handed batters and left-handed batters, right-handed batters have really done well against him going 240 with 71 hits, 11 walks. However, with the left-handed batters, even though their batting average is 201, they have drawn 23 walks. So. Like how the Astros offense did in the beginning of the game yesterday, they were being patient. They were working the counts. They were being selective on some pitches and hitting the correct pitches, you know, either taking it the other way, hitting it out of the ballpark, some type of way to get on base. You got to do the same thing with Zach Wheeler. Because if you get Zach Wheeler, you know, out of rhythm and everything like that, and like you said, if we get back into that bullpen, that's even helping us even more. That's going to yeah. drain out their bullpen and I'm pretty sure if we go to game three, it's either going to be Ranger Suarez or Noah Syndergaard. That's going to be a bullpen game. The next game is going to be a bullpen game. So it is important. If we want to win game two, we got to get to their bullpen. Yeah, it's it's all about getting him out of there early. And again, the Astros win this game and this doom and gloom 
is uh, maybe maybe not for nothing, but uh, we'll, we'll definitely be feeling a lot better uh, in, in the game to recap. Lose this game, it's panic time, man. Um, yeah. But the, the guys need to step up. This is make it or break it time. If you're going to win a World Series, you got to be able to respond when your back's up against the wall. You have to be able to bounce back from those losses. You have got to be able to dial in, have those good – Solid ABs. Don't try to swing for the fences every time. No. Just make contact, man. Move the guys over. And for the most part, the Astros were fine with like Ryan's scoring position. Well, I'll say that two for eight. I guess the, the end of the game made it a lot worse. Um, but you know, early in the game, they were capitalizing. Obviously, Chaz and Maldi. Um, do that again. Just don't stop. Don't stop. Yeah. Score some runs and keep your foot on the keep your foot on the gas. Run it up. I don't care if it's the most bad-mannered if Keith Olbermann is screaming into the sun because we scored 60 runs against, you know, freaking Nick Maton out there throwing in the third inning. Uh, I don't care. Hit, 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 hit. But yeah, we'll be here for you guys with the Game 2 recap dropping tomorrow morning. Hopefully we are recapping a win. God, I hope we are Please. recapping a win. I cannot do this again. But until then, we'll see you guys in Ghost Rose. See you guys.